And here at Onside Radio, call a shade above window fashions, 954-434-4774. Go to the website, a shade above florida.com. Love the space you live in, a shade above window fashions. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This Onside Rewind is brought to you by Bandalux.com. Create the atmosphere and ambiance you desire. We invite you to discover it at Bandalux.com. Follow them on Instagram at Bandalux underscore official. For a personal experience, a shade above window fashions in Davie and Sunrise is an official Bandalux partner. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. As you heard right there, that's the text the show. To call the show, it's 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. And also, we got the YouTube on and the Podbean Live going right now. If you're in those chats, thank you. Look, great love talking some wrestling with everybody here on a beautiful Saturday morning in South Florida. Hopefully, it's good wherever you're at. A little windy, a little overcast, but uh, that's what we love here. And I forgot to say thank you to my man, Abel, back there producing this morning, as always, making me sound good. So, I appreciate that, sir. Good morning, good morning, and thank you, my brother. No. Always, always you. I want to get into a story here I picked up on yesterday. Uh, I don't know how long it's been out there. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichael uh, battling ALS, uh, mostly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, I think now he's lost some movement in his arms and hands. And uh, he spoke with uh, Chicago Tribune's Dan Weirder. Uh, and he opened up with the, about the battle. I, I want to first talk before I get into that. Man, I remember Mongo when he first came on the scene in WCW as uh, announcer with uh, Bischoff and and them. And and you know he had the, he could always talk. He he was a talker. You could tell that he he knew how to talk. Sometimes he talked a little quicker and 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 things like that. And kind of rambled on a little bit, I guess. And then you know. He started wrestling, and, and I didn't think that that was a bad thing. He, he had the physique. He was the big guy. He had that 80s build. Wasn't the most muscular guy, but he was big, and you knew him from football, right? You knew he was a tough guy. You knew everything that, that he could do. And then he became a horseman. And at that point, and again, different different level of horseman at, at that point, And he did everything he could to to fill into that role, right? I thought he was getting better. Did, did he make a lot of uh, mistakes in the ring? Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you watched uh, any of the botches, I think there's a channel that's designated on, on uh, Steve McMichael. But, man, did he give everything, everything that he had to, to learn the business. And, and at least the stories I've heard, and, again, maybe you can probably send some to me. You can catch me on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11 if you want to send me those. But he gave everything that he had to learn the business, and, and he respected the business, too. I think with Kevin Green, when he turned on Kevin Green, uh, wrestled Reggie White. 
you know those those things there you know but now now he's in a he's in a battle i mean the als thing and man i, I saw a picture of him yesterday and and it's just you know you always want to see the people that you watched on screen i think stay that way and you can tell he's still fighting this disease and and he's and he's doing it the same way he did in the ring 100 percent. everything he can do and give he's giving and i you know he kind of spoke uh with dan weirder and this is kind of what he said he said i promise you this epithet that i'm going to have on me now this ain't ever how i envisioned this was going to end i want everybody to realize why they're no longer going to see me around again he had a restaurant in the chicago area i've seen some people that i know up in the Chicago area tweeting out that they, they'd seen him in his restaurant. He's always in the restaurant, just just there, being with, with the crowd, the fans, however. Always stop, take pictures. If you ask him, take the pictures. And, and it, But the man did not lose his talking ability, you know, as far as the, the shit talking, I guess you want to call it that way. He said, I thought I was ready for anything. But, man, this will sneak up on you like a cheap-shotting Green Bay Packer. Takes a shot at the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> the Chicago Bear, you know, defensive lineman. When you look at everything he's going through, still got that sense of humor, right? Still talking. Talking to talk right now. So, Mongo... Thoughts, prayers with you. There is a GoFundMe page set up at Team Mongo, Steve McMichael, ALS Care. You can go check that out. Uh, I know uh, Chris Jericho put in a pledge already, and then a lot of a lot of people have already. Uh, I think it's up to over $78,000 already. So kudos to all those. And uh, just know that uh, Mongo, we are Team Mongo. Switching over to Impact, the pay-per-view, Rebellion, this Sunday. A big title versus title match for the Impact World Championship and the AEW World Championship. And and here's the one thing when I was looking at this. I I don't know why, but but and, and it, I don't think they've ever said that. For some reason, I was thinking this was bringing the titles together. Unifying the titles. Don't know why I thought it. But after listening, you know, to what Don Callis said last or Wednesday night, I watched it yesterday as well when I was doing my research. I believe Kenny Omega gets this one and becomes the AEW and the Impact World Champion. When I first read it, I was like, how are they going to do this? Because I was thinking title versus title. It's a unification fight. But again, AEW doing some things differently in the wrestling world. Working partnerships with other wrestling companies. Kenny Omega is one of the hottest heels right now. Would only make sense for Impact to make them their top guy as well. Nothing against Rich Swan. 
But I think Rich Swan chasing Kenny Omega for the title that possibly cheated out of tonight or on Sunday night. Good TV. Good ratings. The impact ratings went up, and now they're starting to come back down a little bit. They're, they're at the, I think they're evening out now. But I think you see, ultimately, Kenny Omega on top of two companies. One man on top of the mountain for two companies. Again, AEW said we're going to do things a little differently. Is Impact on board with that? We will find out how much Impact Wrestling is on board with this. And with Don Callis in the camp over at AEW, I got to believe it's, it's pretty well there. But if you put your title on the AEW Heavyweight Champion as well, I think this statement is being made of the working partnership. Right? It's now a partnership. If you have your, you're going to trust the AEW brand to also be the face of your brand, you have to have a lot of trust in this partnership to work. Uh, Finn Juice, Dave Finley and Juice Robinson, they're going to defend the tag team titles against Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Again, I, th- I think you got to give this to the Good Brothers. And when you're looking at this, right now, this whole elite, you got the Young Bucks as AEW Tag Team Champions. The Good Brothers win back the Impact Tag Team Champions. You have... Kenny Omega possibly as the AEW and Impact Heavyweight Champion. That little click, right? Starting to hold all the gold. Starting to be everything that they wore when they were talking about the other night. Who made Japan Wrestling what it is? People still wearing the shirts of the club. Being the elite. All Elite Wrestling. They can cement that tomorrow. Other matches I'm looking forward to, uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Tennille Dashwood. Again, great matches, honestly, in this in this whole card here for Impact. Um, Ace Austin versus Josh Alexander versus TJP, a triple threat for the Impact X Division Championship. Hope they Josh Alexander finally gets that title. Cardona versus Myers. Oh. Ooh, the Figures podcast just explodes right there at Impact. Those two, very entertaining and doing very good stuff at Impact. Happy for both of them. Can't wait to see how this match goes. Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan. These two. I don't know what's going on with them. I watched a little bit of it. Um, Sammy Callahan is just, he's hes great. He's great at what he does, right? You can't read him. Right when you think he has become kind of Roddy Piper-ish with Jake Roberts' demeanor in a way where, like, when you think you have it, you have the questions. Or when you think you have the answer, he changes the question. That's, that's the way he's doing right now, right? Every time you see him, it's like, okay, he's babyface. Oh, he's up. Wait, wait, what, what? 
You don't know what he's thinking. You don't know what he's doing. So to me, Sammy Callahan, he's, he's the top of the game right now. And they got Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, Willie Mack. They're taking on Violent by Design. And then interesting part uh, to be determined is because uh, Jazz has re- – I believe she has called it a career. We'll see. But Fire and Flavor, Kiara Hogan, and Tasha Steele taking on Jordan Grace and a to-be-determined partner. All in all, Impact, Sunday, April 25th, the Rebellion pay-per-view. I will be tuning in for that one. Inter-Miami CF fans, join us for every road game as we broadcast live from Dangerous Minds Brewing. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. Join Big O, Alex Dono. Enjoy the delicious food and incredible house drafts and giveaways. Inter-Miami CF fans, your new home for every road game is Dangerous Minds Brewing at 1901 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Follow them on Twitter at Dangerous Minds Brewing. Or sorry, Dangerous Minds B and Instagram at Dangerous Minds Brewing. Listen to OnSideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store. Or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnSideRadio.com This Onside Rewind is brought to you by Caneswear and Miami Fanwear in Davie. If you're a Miami sports fan, there's only one store to go to for Inter-Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. Caneswear is located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie or 24-7 online at caneswear.com. The show, 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Segment three here. We're going to talk and dive into AEW here, but don't forget you can be a part of the conversation. Call us, 888-441-4623. Just heard in Texas at 844-416-8123. Again, that's 844-416-8123. I want to dive into some AEW, their rankings. Their last time that NXT and AEW were on the same night, April 7th. They drew 688,000 rating. April 14th, their first unopposed AEW Dynamite, I almost said Impact, AEW Dynamite, 1.2 million. This last overnight ratings I saw was about 1.1, which is, which is actually real good when you look at this, okay, because... Again, no no competition here, and, and the ratings didn't drop, so they liked what they saw. Let me rephrase. The ratings dropped a little bit, but not there's not a significant change in the ratings, and they, they like what they saw. And when you look at what AEW has been putting on, I mean, Christian's been on the show. Jericho hasn't wrestled. Well, Jericho wrestled last week. One thing is, a lot of their top stars have just really been in the interviews, right? Darby Allen has been the the main event the last two weeks. Another great match with Jungle Boy this week. Sorry, I almost forgot Jungle Boy's name. I apologize there. Uh, the most viewed match from the week before. On the YouTube viewership last Wednesday was three million seventy-three, and that was up from three million twenty, so about a fifty-three thousand 
increase there. The most viewed is, of course, Chris Jericho, Harwood. And that's that's the Mike Tyson dynamic. I mean, let's call it what it is. But, again, when you're watching what AEW Dynamite is doing, again, you got your Elevate, you got your your dark, your dark Elevation there. They are building up the names on those shows, and I thought I saw some interesting names on some of them and i may have again because i was flipping through so quickly trying to see uh when i was doing the research i thought thought i saw something about the young bucks possibly being on a dark or dark elevation so they're trying to step up those those as well within ring performances i thought it should be the other way around in a way you know you have your have everything lead up to dynamite it's working for AEW, so I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong here. I was just all under thinking of use your YouTube to build up to make your dynamite that more. And I was talking out here last week was, are they giving you too much on the free TV for the pay-per-view at $49.99? Again, every four months, every three months, every quarter. They do about four a year. Is it make you want to not pay the $50 because if they're giving you so much on free TV? But this week you saw Hangman Adam Page. Again, they are building him up, and, and I'm, I'm all here for that as well. Hangman Adam Page has been a great story, right? The whole time since, since AEW has come in, he again was with, against Jericho for the first champion loses that then he teams up with Kenny Omega they have their thing Kenny Omega ends up leaving now he's become the champion and now Hangman Adam Page is chasing the champion of course you got Moxley Kingston everybody in there with the being the elite uh, Hangman Adam Page he started off the show and and I again Ricky Starks to me I know I know he's been good all this time and people don't know him because of his name and he's not 100 percent you know, the household name, but he's starting to become a household name. And I think you're going to see him for a long time here on AEW Dynamite. He plays the antagonistic heel so well. You want to watch him get beat up. Right? Just as he's cutting his the interview. I was just like, I can't wait till Hangman just slaps him in the face and, and beats him up. That, that's what he does so well. Uh, Pinto Alzero and Trent. Trent, some ring rust, as as always there. Again, he's been out for a while. And I found it interesting the way they were like, Trent? Like, he didn't have, he lost his, you know, the last name. But uh, we'll have to see where that goes. Because, again, AEW does a lot of things in there. They haven't done so much anymore with Hangman hey on page. Remember when he was coming to the ring, they were doing the old Matt Hardy type uh, gimmick where they're putting in, you know, one beer drinker of the year. I forgot some of the other ones that they had in there. Was this part of that with the Trent with the question mark? But, again, it was a good match, I thought. Trent looked a little off, but, again, he's been out for a while. The women's championship match now. Uh, Sheeta versus Ty Conti. I mean, I, I could have watched this match over and over. For a while, I thought uh, I did think there was a little bit too much on the 
on the false finishes. But I was here for the match 100%. They, they probably could have kept doing false finishes all day. But I did think, you know, a little bit overboard on some of the false finishes. Some of them looked like they could have put anybody away, and uh, me included. Uh, that one kick to the face. I think I probably would have been down for the three count, but uh, they, they kicked out. Uh, you had the inner circle, Jericho on the mic. And, again, this week we saw Hager hop on the mic. Guevara, Santana. I don't, think, I don't think Ortiz actually got on the mic. But you're starting to see those guys, and they're getting set up for a blood and guts. Paper, uh, not pay-per-view, again, on free TV. Nightmare family versus the factory this is one look AEW does a thing and and they're getting they're making it work i'm not sure how they are doing this they have so many factions the one thing they actually did was they they i think they consolidated two factions right because you had the gun club which was billy gunn and, and and his and his sons put them in with the nightmare family but then to offset that, they kicked a couple out of the Nightmare family, and now they've made them the factory. And QT Marshall is showing what he can do, right? Given the time, he's showing what he can do. He's leading this team. And when you watch the match last night, I, I thought the match delivered what it needed to deliver, right? The whole thing was to get to uh, Nick, and I'm going to mess up his name, Camarado, to basically get the chair shot and just look like a monster at the end with Dustin just kind of looking at him like, what is going on? That that was your end match. And I guarantee you, gearing up, it'll probably be Dustin against the Nick Camarado. So it's going to be very interesting to see, see where they go right now. Again, because Cody... You know he's going to be coming back soon, right? I'm not sure when Brandy is due, so maybe that maybe that's after the the baby being born, possibly. So Dustin right now will probably have to carry a lot of of that load, and I'm all for Dustin Rhodes getting us some TV time. Man looks great right now, probably top shape that he's been in. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, you had Christian Hobbs, or sorry. Christian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs also. Christian goes over, and then uh, when I'm looking at it, it looked like you're going to get Christian Cage, Ricky Starks. And I cannot wait for that one, actually. I wasn't so big on the Powerhouse Hobbs, Christian Cage angle. They set it up with Hobbs beating him up last week. I, I get all that, but... Just no intrigue to me. I, I think the Christian Cage, Ricky Starks can can go for a while. Why? Ricky Starks can talk it up a little bit, run, hit and run, hit and run, hit and run. Christian Cage can finally get a hold of him. Hobbs, there's no talking. It's just powerhouse right in your face, right? He's not going to be the runner. Darby Allin, Jungle Boy, AEW TNT Championship. Again, I said it before. When AEW first started, I said, there's no way you can get me to buy in on Darby Allin. 100% wrong. 100% wrong. All in on him. Some of the moves, I wish Sting would sit him down a little bit and be like, hey, look, some of these things you don't need to do every week. Save them. 
But I love seeing them. I'm not going to lie to you. I love seeing the coffin drop. I love seeing him when he goes to the outside. Jungle Boy, I think, is a great opponent for him. And I cannot wait till we finally get a big push. A big push for Jungle Boy. Miami Dolphins fans, join us for OnSideRadio.com's NFL Draft Party at Sports Grill in Miami at 11481 Southwest 40th Street, Bird Road. Join Big O, Alex Dono for this two-night event starting on Thursday, April 29th at 7.30 and Friday, day two, at 6.30. Drink and food specials, giveaways, and the best damn draft party in South Florida. Join us for a two-night event at OnSideRadio.com and Sports Grill on Bird Road. Bring you the best NFL draft party on the planet. W-L-E-S-P-N Sports Radio where you can catch our draft party. Virtual draft party. But why when Onside Radio is doing it live with real people and real food and real beer? Because AM Radio is over and our management is stupid. South Florida's choice for sports talk. OnsideRadio.com this Onside Rewind is brought to you by ChaseRoofing.com. Save money by re-roofing. Bring down your insurance premiums. Quality service guaranteed work. ChaseRoofing.com provides roof inspections for both residential and commercial roofs. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Time to round out the show, and you know what that means. It means that David Dwork from Turbin the Cats Radio joins me for a little crosstalk. David, sure. I think we found the Panthers kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. Carolina Hurricanes, it's the kryptonite? That's the one. I mean, you know, granted, you've only played seven other teams this year, but, yeah, Carolina's the team that's really uh, given Florida a hard time. It's not like it's hard to figure out what they do well and why they beat Florida. They're just so good at what they do that it's really hard for any team to overcome. And you, and watching Carolina, they get up for the games against Florida. Because yeah. you see them play like Detroit or Columbuses or Dallas even. They don't have the same, like, intensity. Yeah, there that, were times where the, the blue line, trying to get over the blue line, looked yeah very tough. Like, I don't even know. I, I can't skate. so But watching them just set up the four in the front on the blue line and then the Panthers try to get through is just – you see, <laughs> that right there shows that even though you're not a hockey guy, you do know what you're seeing. Because what you're describing <laughs> is why Carolina is so successful against yeah. Florida. They're aggressive forecheck. Yeah. They push guys into the uh, into Florida's defensive zone. Instead of, you know, hanging back and setting up their defense, they take it to Florida. They have a hard time to even, as you say, get the puck over their yeah, own blue was, line. Get out of their own end. And that's what Carolina does really well. It was frustrating to watch, so I can only imagine how the players were feeling down yeah. there. Because those guys, the, the Panthers wanted to skate quick, and they weren't able to get by that, that, that front line there. Yeah. Um, at least Trocek didn't hurt us, right, this game? Yeah, that was kind of funny how um, they really seemed to have uh, put a target on his back last game. Like, even when, when, they were on the, when Carolina was on the power play, they had, like, two or three guys kind of shadowing Trocek in the middle of the ice. And uh, it's almost as if they kind of said, look, if anybody beats us tonight, it's not going to be this guy. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Now, you were joined uh, Toast, on Toasted Sports yesterday morning. God, it seems like so long ago. I know, yesterday. right? <laughs> and now, you brought up something that I was not aware of about the playoff seating. So you play the four teams in their division are basically your first two rounds. Correct. Which is unique for this season. Yeah, but now does that 
with our division, are, are we one of the tougher divisions? Because I haven't really kept standing watch on everybody. Right. I've only really watched ours. But when you look at, what is it, Tampa, you have uh, Carolina, us, and who's fourth? Uh, right now, fourth is Nashville. Okay, Nashville, which which we probably won't get because we'll probably finish, what, two or three? You're thinking? Because right now, Carolina looks at the head of the class. Carolina right now looks like they've got the inside track on the division. Uh, Florida, but I mean, the top three have separated themselves so yes. far from the rest that that's you know that they're going to be mm-hmm. the top three. It would take like a collapse of epic proportions from one of those three teams yeah. for them to just fall out of the top three, let alone miss the playoffs. Florida yeah. can clinch their playoff spot on Monday. Um, Carolina, they might be able to clinch today, but like they, I think it's like almost a ten point yeah. difference, if not more, yeah. between third and fourth place. It just comes up like who is going to get that seating. Because yeah. whoever finishes first is going to play that fourth place team. The middle teams will play each other. So if Florida wants to avoid Carolina, they basically have to finish 1-2. It doesn't matter who's first or who's second. As long as Florida and Carolina finish first and second, they avoid each other in the first round, which I think is the goal right now. Yeah, well, the, I was going to ask was, is that the toughest division as far as the playoff? With the way the playoff seedings are this year to get past that, is this yeah, the, the I, toughest? In terms of the top three, the, the, that division probably has the most talented top three. Other teams have maybe two heavy teams. Mm-hmm. Like you think about out west with uh, Vegas and Colorado. Um, in the in the whatever it is the Eastern Division yeah. with like the Capitals the Islanders Pittsburgh has picked it up of late <laughs> but I mean Florida Tampa and Carolina have been like three of the very very best all season um, and it's going to make that divisional playoff yeah. round not much more exciting hopefully you talk we t- we're just talking in the break about how like so much time has passed between mm-hmm. things talking about the Heat championship in 06. the Panthers haven't won a playoff series since 1996 they mm-hmm. have not advanced in a playoff at all mm-hmm. at all since that's 25 years. <laughs> That's, that's that's a long time. That's a long, long time. That long, they haven't long, long. even advanced in the playoffs. So I am praying at this point that they avoid Carolina. They've matched up much better against yeah. Tampa. Like, let's just get over that hump this yes. season. Okay, I agree with you then. Okay, let's do that. Or finish first and play Nashville, I guess. That might be the, yeah, that's, first or second. That might be the easier route, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes yes, sometimes but no. Because, hockey's different because if somebody catches fire, you Well, never that's know. exactly it. Like, usually the team that gets into the last playoff spot does it because they're on a hot streak entering the playoffs. What's coming up on your show? Uh, we're going to talk about the Canes and the Cats. We're going to talk about Spencer Knight's NHL debut earlier this week. Sarah Sivian from The Athletic, uh, she covers the Hurricanes amazingly. She's going to join me, and I'm going to try to find out what the Florida Panthers can do to beat them, if anything. That's next. It's Sherman and Cats Radio, and it's right here on OnsideRadio.com.